Welcome to Season 8 of Limited Appeal. Hello. Hello. This is episode Boom Shakalak. Mm. Missing a syllable there. Well, we're saving it for our special guest DJ. <laughs> Stephen Kapoor, spin the tunes. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I'm guessing that's one one patchy Indian there. Oh, I, I thought there was like more of a joke there, but uh, I guess that's even better. That's a pretty good joke. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a pretty good episode. Spin those tunes, Patchy. Boom shakala for the people they want. Woman them a flex and a man them a chant. Cause the sixty style it off a comeback. Draw for your bell butter black heel and frack. Boom shakala, good boy. Ew, tell him no sir. Wind your body, wiggle your belly, dip and go down in a new style. You guys remember NBA Jam? Is that what it was? When they go boom shakalaka. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can't remember that. That's awesome. <laughs> Too bad more people don't say that now. Is it? It's yeah, it's pretty too bad. I think it's okay. I thought it would really take off and it didn't. Well <laughs> not it didn't I, it may have me. back then, isn't that like twenty years ago or yeah, something? Yeah, but I'd like, you know, we say things now that we said 20 years ago, that we started saying 20 years ago, and now there's such as internet. <laughs> Good example. Thank you. Yeah, uh, like like the other day, I was looking for a, a nice aerobics class to go check out, but they don't call it aerobics anymore; they call it cardio. No, really. Oh. Yeah, they've always got all these new words for everything. It's like. If I want to, if I want to stay hip, I got to get somebody to fax me all the new cool words to use. <laughs> I don't think you should get them to fax. I <laughs> <laughs> won't do it at all. <laughs> this is a brand new segment called "How about that?" How about that? How about that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. In 1932, a Mr. Strong, L.A.G. Strong, he's a literary critic, and he wrote a, a review on Brave New World, and, and here's a, a snippet. Mr. Huxley has been born too late. Seventy years ago, the great powers of his mind would have been anchored to some mighty certitude or to some equally mighty scientific denial of a certitude. Today, he searches heaven and earth for a commandment, but searches in vain and the lack of it reduces him, metaphorically speaking, to a man standing beside a midden, shuddering, and holding his nose. What the fuck? So is this, this guy's, this was his review of the book, Brave New World? Yes, and it is quite scathing. Seems a little off topic. It seems like he's just blasting Aldous Huxley and not doesn't say anything about the book. Yeah, I don't really understand the review. Anyways, I had one question. There was a word near the end there. It sounded like midden. <laughs> yeah, midden. Yeah, what's a midden? How's that spelled? M-I-D-D-E-N. It's a, it's a rubbish heap, usually just outside the house, where you throw, like, kitchen scraps and stuff. How the fuck do you know this? Because this it's British. It may consist of animal bone, human excrement, and botanical material. There you go. Kitchen and scraps and shit. 
Well, now that you mention it, I have one of those outside of my house. I just <laughs> that's what it was called. <laughs> and I just take my animal bones and I, you know, take my Come shit and I, <laughs> in the pile by the side of the house. <laughs> the uh, I'll tell you what this review is. This review is a pile of shit. <laughs> it's a midden. Yeah, it doesn't actually uh, say anything about, like, it doesn't explain anything what this guy's talking about. He basically just seems to be saying the book is like a pile of shit, but he's not saying that whole bit about the 70 years ago and the certitude or the uncertitude or whatever. He's looking for a commandment. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. And why is looking for a commandment more relevant 70 years ago than today? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's this review is completely fucked. <laughs> yeah, the review is shit. We still don't know about the book, but the review is shit. The book's pretty good, I think. I have another question. Uh, Warren, why is this coming up now? Like, the, did you just read the book, or you're? I mean, obviously, this wasn't a current review. <laughs> so, so like, what made you read this? Well, it's for our brand new segment. So my question to you. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> how did you come across this, I think, is John's question. I'm missing, missing the point there. Did you look through, did you go and find some, you know, I don't know, where was this published? In some periodical or something? Oh, I don't know. No. <laughs> It just seems bizarrely, completely out of the blue that you would pull this review out of thin air, and that would be the topic. But maybe well, that. I was guess. The- I guess I just share the critics' general sense of disappointment for a promising writer's senseless retreat into a ludicrous future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, okay then. So you felt the same way about the the book. Well, I don't completely dismiss Huxley's dystopia as nonsense. So you're reading the rest of the uh, the review? Is that what's going on? <laughs> this is this is a guy on the other side. Ah, okay. This is a really fucking weird segment. <laughs> How about that? You just introduced the segment without telling any of us what the segment is actually about. Well, it's like nature walk. You don't have to explain that. It's about nature. Your body and you. It's about your body and you. About that, I think actually does need to be explained because I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be about. Well, I read the review and then I said, "How about that?" <laughs> <laughs> How about that? How about that? I, I think it's really fucking annoying. It's a stupid review. Hmm. Yeah. Take that, Mister Strong. <laughs> this was like you read some stuff by another guy. Are you saying that these guys were sort of having an open debate about it, or was it just a response to the review, and then that was the end of it? Oh yeah, while you were while you were kind of getting angry about the initial part I read, I did a search, and there was there's a article in the New Atlantic talking about how different people felt because it's a this article was written at the 75 year anniversary of Brave New World. Okay, so at least the that explains why you came up with then you saw something about the 75th anniversary of it no no this is after you were getting angry about it so i thought I'd <laughs> <laughs> oh. curiosity then how did you pick this out of the 
almost limitless possibilities of what we could have asked about that. Yeah, there was a different one I wanted to do, actually. It was the uh, Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Oh, okay. Mr. Melville is evidently trying to ascertain how far the public will consent to be imposed upon. He is gauging at once our gullibility and our patience. Having written one or two passable extravagancies, he has considered himself privileged to produce as many more as he pleases, increasingly exaggerated and increasingly dull. That's pretty uh, harsh there, huh? No, I quite like that one. I think that's correct. See, I I didn't do that one because I never read Moby Dick, so I didn't think I could back it up. (laughs) Well, I actually understand what that guy's saying. I think one of the chapters of Moby Dick is like a list of all the shit they put on the boat. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's so unbearable. When you're trying to make one of the thickest books ever written, and you you got to resort to shit like that, you know, like uh, it's new strategy when you're going for thickness. Is <laughs> that was his goals was going for thickness? Well, it must have because it, it worked. I mean, it happened. Look at how thick it is. I own this book. It's the fattest book I own. <laughs> so he won. Are you sure you didn't get, like, the, the extra-large print volume by mistake? Well, possibly. But I was, <laughs> I was grade 10 at the time, so I don't know if my aunt would have spent the extra money on the extra-fat, extra-large print one. <laughs> extra-fat print. <laughs> <laughs> it's got one word, one word per row. That's the end of the show. Right, so uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. You made it. (laughs) To hear more episodes, go to our website at limitedappeal.net. And you can subscribe to our podcast on the iTunes Music Store. Just search for Limited Appeal. And if you want to send us a message, email us at maskedman at limitedappeal.net. In case you were expecting something, this is what you get. By the way, fuck you guys. I'm out of here. And let me just remind you guys, there's a, uh, a singer named Apache Indian who has has <laughs> has only made money because the, the words boom shakalak exist. Yeah, the- I, re- I remember at the time thinking, can you call your band Apache Indian? Okay. I guess. Yeah. It sounds like just one guy. Like, uh, patchy Indian. I don't know what patchy means. <laughs> He's balding. He's got some skin disease. Yeah. <laughs> Apache Indian. And he's actually from India. <laughs> yeah. He is. He is. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he's is that, he? That, that and his, Indian. His, that doesn't make any sense. The, I know.